Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings Honda Classic Research Picks Preview. Guess the odds. We're going to do a flyover of the course and all that fun stuff. It's a terrible tournament with a terrible field. That's what you get when you get sandwiched in between two events that have a $20 million purse and $3.6 million to the winner. And then the next two weeks, another $20 million prize pool. And then a $25 million prize pool. When you're only giving out $8.4 million at the Honda Classic... It's going to be a bad time for the field. If it's not for the top three guys in this field, this is essentially a mid-tier DP World Tour event. Uh, but that doesn't mean that we can't bet on it and try to find out who the winner is going to be. I mean, 30 to 1 pays 30 to 1 no matter which tournament that it's going to be at. So we'll try to figure that out. So smash the like to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, sub to the podcast. And of course, you need to join fantasynational.com fantasynational.com slash mayo will get you 20% off any membership level you can find that link down in the description that's where I will be doing my walkthrough today it's gonna be a truncated version because as you can probably see that I just stepped off a plane from Vegas after delays and flights it took me like almost 24 hours to get from Vegas back to my house so this show was coming out a little bit late so it's probably not going to be quite as long as you're used to because tomorrow I'll have the full odds and recap with Feinberg then me Feinberg and Raza are going to do a recap of the first three episodes of the new PGA Netflix series so tune into that then we'll do the final five or three and two whatever it might be over the course of the next few weeks because not everyone just binge all eight episodes at once the first few yeah you probably got through that and the listeners league is now open there's 3,000 spots been filling by like tuesday afternoon at this point so go get your spot reserve it right now down in the description easy to find no rake 15 dollars to play boom 5k to the winner that's probably a tournament that you want to be in the other tournaments you probably want to be in if you know golf is not doing it for you all the time these xfl tournaments have giant prize pools and they're actually filling so far there was 100k up top over the weekend and then sunday only contest there was a showdown contest that had 10k up top a sunday only contest that had 20k up top so you probably don't want to watch don't blame me for that. I'm not watching. I don't give a shit about that. What I care about is that money at the top of the DraftKings pools and RunTheSims.com has all the simulations. You just go click, run the sims, enter your lineups. You can customize them if you really want to or just trust what the system is providing. Uh, and there's monthly memberships at right now at RunTheSims.com. Code mail will get you 10% off on that. So far, the projections have been really good. Uh, they were great for USFL. So far, so good in the XFL. Week two, hopefully, we continue to get these giant prize pools. So you might as well give it a shot if you're into DraftKings and it's the best projection system that's out there, the best lineup builder that's out there. Hell, there's even prop tools for things like prize picks, if you can even go find that. So runthesims.com, code Mayo, get yourself 10% off. Quick notes on this field, 144 players are in the field this year. None of them particularly good. None, only like three, only really two you would consider like top, top, top players. And then Billy Horschel and then like the rest of the field. And this is a slow death. I think Honda is out as the sponsor. I hope that doesn't mean that we lose PGA Nationals, of course, because obviously we love it all so much. But uh, this field strength is just not going to be cutting it for anyone, at least before, before all the guys went to live. 
that, you know, you'd have your Ian Poulters come and play this event. The Lee Westwoods would come and play this event. It would usually be the last beacon of international players coming over to play on the PGA Tour for the lead-up of the Masters. But a lot of those guys are just simply gone, so it's really hurt this field as a tune-up event. Now everyone just treats it as a bye week before you get into the big banger at Bay Hill and players the next two weeks, then the match play two weeks after that, then the Masters two weeks after that. Like, guys don't want to play eight weeks in a row. I don't blame them because of that, but it's really left this field with uh, not much going on. Let's get to the course. The flyover for PGA National. What do we have here? It is a course that is quite difficult. Substraker 1 at minus 10 a year ago. It's a par 70, 70, 125 yards. Bermuda grass. Water in play, I believe, on 15 of the holes. That's not so great. There's a pair of sub-180 yard par 3s. The other two are over 215 yards. All four of them played last season with a bogey or worse rate of 19% of each of them. They all played over par, so no gimmies on the par 3s. And one of those shorter par 3s is actually in the bear trap, which is never any fun. There's only two par 5s on the course, and you got to score on them. Both had birdie or better rates of north of 30%. No other hole on the course even sniffed 20%. So if you're not making the birdies on the par 5s, uh, you're going to be shit out of luck at trying to score on this course. Three of the par 4s check in under 400 yards, while two of them are over 475 yards. Those are the two toughest courses, two toughest holes on the course. So be very cognizant of that. Going forward, for DraftKings notes, if you are playing DraftKings Showdown, uh, you'll want to start on hole 10. Hole 10 is very, very difficult, just a birdie rate of 7%. So it's very unlikely that you're going to find any sort of scoring streak on the holes of 9, 10, 11, 8, 9, 10, 10, 11, 12. It's just, it's tough because number 10 is so tough. At least hole 18 and hole 1 are two of the easier holes on the course. So if you can sneak one on 17, sneak one on two, the potential for a birdie streak is going to be there. And I have the historic notes uh, for the DraftKings pricing and how all of that shook out, but you know, that's going to be pretty tough because this field is just so much weaker than it has been in years past. When you just look at this course, like Riviera is essentially a desert. There's no water on that course. It's like going from the Forest Temple to the Water Temple in Orkiana of Time. So Orkarina of Time? Orkiana of Time? Orkarina of Time. It's been so long since I played Zelda that on N64 that you know it slips my mind. Great game, by the way. Still my favorite game of all time. There's no water on Riviera. There's just so much water on this course, and it throws stats like scrambling completely off base. Base. But like the green regulation rate is only 60% at this course with a tour average of 66%. And if you miss a green and regulation, you might just be out of bounds off the tee in the water and having to re-tee it. So it's not like you're just missing the green by a few inches here and there and you're on the fringe or slightly into the rough and the shaved areas and you can get it up and down pretty easily. That's not really the case at PGA National. So you normally think like short game because of missed greens and regulation are going to be so huge. I mean, it's important, obviously, but a lot of the times you're going to have to get it up and down from like 163 yards after a drop. That's not great news. So it's very difficult to figure out. Some of these mid-irons are going to be very important on this course. I mean, obviously, you don't want your guys hitting into the water. But in order to avoid 80s and 77s on your card, it's going to be the case. Like, over 1,600 balls have been hit into the water just on the bear trap alone. 15, 16, and 17 since 2007. And then, like, the 
what was it? The in 2021, yeah, 2021. It was the first time no player in the field made it through the bear trap without making a bogey. Although it played a little bit easier, uh, everyone was just making bogeys, just not huge, huge ones. And it's annually one of the toughest courses on tour. Over 6,200 balls have plunged into the water since 2007 overall on the course. So you'd think a course of under 7,200 yards would favor almost any skill set, like the Brian Stewards of the world, who, I mean, accuracy off the tee, good wedges, good putting on Bermuda. You'd think that would be the template that you were looking for, but recent history has actually leaned towards longer hitters by the time we finish Sunday. Like with low scrambling number, PGA National is one of the lowest driving distances of any course on tour. 271 yards compared to the tour average of 283. Thing is, since the deep drivers have to lay up a little bit more, their accuracy actually improves, and they still have shorter clubs into the greens because they're longer hitters to begin with. So you have the benefit of the shorter clubs into the green. It makes the two par fives much more gettable, and the longer hitters may have the advantage in cutting through the wind if that ends up picking up. The historic cut line has been over par, so that's just something to think about uh, when you're putting your players together. Yeah, you can use almost anyone across the board, but we have seen in terms of the past winners, and we go over to Fantasy National, we can see that right now, that it's... Uh, some of the longer guys who end up hitting. We go back and look at you know the tournament history and who the winners have been at this course. You know Seb Straka wins a year ago after Berger absolutely blew it. Remember Lowry got caught in that rainstorm on 18. He finished one shot back. Straka was seven back after Thursday, but then shot a 64 on Friday to get back into it. Of the top 24 finishers, 22 of them gained strokes on approach. Lowry and Kurt Kitayama were top three in approach and second and third on the final leaderboard. When we take a look at it, oh, I'm still on the Genesis. I don't want to be on the Genesis. I want to be on the Honda. Don't I? I don't need my... I was trying to fill out my uh, showdown lineups for round four, but I actually missed the deadline because I was not home in time. So just to take a look at the past champions at this course, we'll take a look at Seb Straka, Shane Lowry. Uh, we're not actually even getting Kurt Kitayama this time around. It's like Keith Mitchell. You think of this as like the Keith Mitchell Open. He's playing great golf. No, he's taking a pass this year as well. Norin's actually going to be in the field. So like the top guys in the field, and we take a look at strokes gained over the past five years. Ben Ann, Shane Lowry, Seb Straka, Sung Jay, and Alex Norin. Sam Ryder up there and only three starts. And obviously Sam Ryder playing some good golf at the moment. It's a bit scary. He's having a good run at Genesis at the moment, but a lot of that is due to putting. It's sort of like the anti-Johnny Vegas, who is just absolutely striping it but can't putt to save his life, has made the cut at least in five consecutive turns at the Honda Classic. No finish better than T16, but he's playing some pretty decent golf coming in right now. It's just going to be hard to fade Sungjae because he, Lowry, and Billy Horschel are just by far the best guys in the field. But Straka wins at minus 10. Matt Jones now on live, minus 12. Sungjae M wins in 2020 at minus 6. Uh, that was right before the pandemic started. We were all there at the DFS Open. Keith Mitchell, minus 9. Justin Thomas, minus 8. Beat my my guy, Luke List, in the playoff that time around. Ricky, minus 12. Adam Scott, minus 9. Patty Harrington, minus 6. I really hope that we don't lose this tournament honestly maybe i mean a lot of it is just i like a, a hard challenge on the pga tour and every year this one provides one that's really good as you can see all those strokes gained approach you know driving off the tee huge at this event obviously gary woodland starting to play some good golf once again at the moment and then you know you have your shorter hitters like your john uh's and or sorry let me uh, get the voice better for that one john uh there's Brian Stewart, like I talked about. Like These guys are in play, but when you have Straka, Lowry, Kitayama, Woodland near the top, 
I mean, it kind of leans bigger hitters in terms of driving distance. And we can go back and kind of look at some other years, too. Matt Jones absolutely clobbered the field uh, when he won at minus 12. But then you have, like, Brandon Hagee, Bomber, Danny McCarthy, obviously not. Russell Henley, who had won this event in the past. Oh, Brendan Steele, he just went to the Live Tour. He's a bigger hitter. And then you have some of your shorter guys. And maybe it gets weeded out a little bit because some of the top-end players just aren't playing in this tournament anymore. And generally speaking, most of the top-end players are some of the bigger hitters on the PGA Tour. So maybe that was a part of it, too. Now that the field is a bit watered down, maybe some of these shorter hitters can find themselves hoisting a novelty check by the end of... Sunday, Sungjae, Lowry, Billy Ho, the best three in the field. Then you have like Norin, Straka, Kirk, Denny McCarthy, Aaron Wise is back playing. You can see Pendrith on the screen, Hayden Buckley, Steven Yeager, Sam Ryder, Norin, Nick Hardy, Ben Taylor, Cooch. Cooch is going to be like 40 to 1 this week. We'll get to that when we get to the odds. Svensson, Poston, Davis Riley, Cam Davis. Um, let's see, Min Woo Lee, uh, Adrian Moronk. They're both you know, playing over from the uh, DP World Tour. Thomas Dietrich's in the field as well. So it's not like a bad field. Like, if you're super into golf, this is actually a really fun field to try to bet on because it has some of our favorites. Pearson Cootie, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Let's see, Cootie. There we are. Pearson Cootie has won twice on the Corn Ferry Tour in his past 13 starts. He won like two weeks ago in Panama. Although he has four starts so far in 2023. He's missed the cut in three of them. He has a win in the other one. So he's like completely boomer bust at this point. But he does have those two wins on the tour down. So that is worth noting at the moment. And you can just kind of take a look at what these guys are up to. It's not really much. Like, Chesson Hadley's a really good player in this field. I'm probably going to bet Vegas. Although I'm looking at what I guessed for his odds. And I don't know if I can bet Johnny Vegas at 35 to 1. But you got to bet someone in this field. Maybe we can try to get the the stats to help us out just a little bit. So let's load that up right now. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be, for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. 
The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Take a look at what we got. Shrink it to past 24 rounds. Try to get some hot play coming in. Where's PGA National? There we go. PGA National, the stat model looks like approach and ball striking, 25% and 10%. Opportunities gained, 5%. I did want to ratchet this round a little bit i'm going to shrink par fours just five percent a little bit there but down to 15 percent. so par fours gained 15 percent. par fives gained 10 percent. fairways gained five percent but i do want to have that lean on driving distance like a 70 30 ish split uh when we take a look at it so we'll go 14 percent on driving distance six percent on fairways gained bogey avoidance five percent proximity 200 plus yards um, at 5%, 175 to 200, 5%. You can go even shorter than that when if you really want to, but there's two of the par threes are going to play. I mean, all four, th- no, sorry, three of the par fours are going to play both in these buckets, and then these kind of correlate a little bit, at least in my mind, with par fives because you're going to have those longer approaches coming in to try to set yourself up for easy birdies or eagle attempts on these. If you want to use the bucket of like 100 to 125, I think that makes a lot of sense too. Uh, but there are some forced layups at this course, so a lot of the guys will be hitting out of similar buckets, uh, unlike a lot of courses where distance is really going to dictate that. You're not going to see a lot of guys go around that spot so we take a look at the average shot distribution like you see very few uh from inside 100 like you know 150 to 175 you know 23 percent 
uh, you move up 25%, 17%. So that's all the majority of shots coming from beyond 150 yards. And a lot of these other ones are you know, up and downs. They're layups after your guy gets it put into the water. You can see the average three putts down. Uh, we take a look at the average driving distance way down again at 273. The green regulation proximity is pretty low. That's always fun to see. Uh, and when you take a look at the historic cut lines, generally always over par. Plus three, plus two, plus four, plus three, plus six, plus one. It hasn't been at. It hasn't even been at even since at least 2007. So that's you know, probably something you're going to have to deal with uh, this week with just guys absolutely imploding. It's going to happen. Scrambling percentage super low here comparatively. Greens of regulation super low. Those almost kind of correlate with how much trouble that you can get yourself into on this course because you're going to end up going into the water a lot this week. So the results of our custom model over the past 24 rounds. Sungjae, Nick Hardy, Bramlett, Ben Griffin, Will Gordon. Okay. This is going to be a fun event. Charlie Hoffman, Davis Riley, Johnny Vegas, Hayden Buckley, Shane Lowry. That's your top 10. Then you're into Dietrich, Lipsky, Ben Taylor. Lipsky's number is going to look worse after Riviera because he's having a really terrible weekend. But he did make the weekend at Riviera, so that's worth something. Ben Taylor as well was another guy who made it into the weekend. Uh, Very good at bogey avoidance uh, overall over the past 24 rounds. Good at scoring on par fours. Good at opportunities gained. And he does hit it out there quite a ways. 30th in this field in terms of driving distance. You'll see like Vegas is up at 21st. I wonder who the best guys are. Brandon Matthews, Minwoo. Oh, man, Minwoo's won worldwide. Maybe we have to go to Minwoo here, although I think his odds are going to be relatively unfair. Oh, my God, Kevin Chappell is in this field? Good Lord. Pendrith is really interesting because I just want to take a little bit of a deeper dive on Pendrith for a minute. Uh, You can see Bent is his preferred putting surface, although it's not a long track record by any means. Uh, has been the worst on Bermuda. But just look at a lot of the places where he's played well. Pebble, short course. Phoenix, a bit longer. Farmers, a bit longer. Uh, American Express, they're not like long, but they're not short at the same time. RSM, those are shorter courses. 15th, 7th of the shorter courses. So I, I just thought that was kind of interesting, even to look back at it. Like, you know, the players last year, that's a shorter course. It's a Pete Dye track. He came in 13th. Honda, he was 25th last year. Not to say that he can't play well at some of the longer courses. Bermuda is another one. Super short track on, get this, Bermuda grass, 5th at that tournament. So, I, I don't know what it is. It's almost like a sort of like the parallel that we had with Gary Woodland over that time where there are these guys that hit the ball super far, some of the longest in the field in terms of driving distance, but they tend to do their best work at shorter courses, which I always kind of find interesting. And like Cam Davis is another one who tends to play a little bit better. And they weirdly, both of these guys play really well at Rocket Mortgage as well. Maybe it's the, the bent grass that you have in Detroit that they both putt really well on. But I thought that was sort of interesting as well. You can kind of see like, uh, let's see, John Deere, shorter course, eighth. Charles Schwab, shorter course, seventh. RBC Heritage, shorter course, third. Uh, I don't think he played well. He didn't play the Honda. How has he done at the Honda in his career? Has he ever played it? Uh, 33rd, 8th, and 59th. Never missed a cut. Great approach numbers. Great off the tee numbers. Uh, It hasn't been a good run, obviously, for Cam Davis as of late. But uh, to put him back in your mind's eye, mainly because this field is so weak, you might have to bet on some talent going upward. Someone like Kevin Tway playing some pretty good golf. We identified him as a sleeper last week on this show for the Genesis, and the last I checked, he was inside the top 20, so regardless of what he does, he he paid off his $6,200 price tag on DraftKings this week. Didn't realize Dietrich hit the ball so far. Interesting stuff there with him. Hmm. 
Minwoo. And like even to go back and look at the past champions, a lot of international winners, mainly because international players tend to be the better players in this field over time. Uh, let's see, approach play. Yeah, Russell Knox, he's always up there, but man, is that really going to work out for us? Who knows? Uh, he lost in a playoff. I think Henley won the year. Or Rory won the year that he lost in the. It was a four-way playoff. Ryan Palmer was in it. Rory was in it. Henley was in it. And Knox. I feel like I missed a name somewhere along that line. Either way, he didn't win. Hardy, Shelton, EVR, Straka, and Straka's been on a bad run as of late too. Trying to see what he gets up to. Yeah, twenty. He's twenty-first at the century. But he had a very poor offseason before that. First, 33rd, 27th. Uh, gained six strokes putting, but was very good across the board. Gained 9.2 strokes tee to green overall. So it's funny. You can There's some markets. I don't think DraftKings Sportsbook has it available. But I know that one that's open, let's say, 365 days a year will let you bet on anyone who won a tournament previous it's under the future section uh special section and then it'll say to win a pga tour event and right now they have seb straka listed at 40 to 1 i actually have him lower than that i think my guess the odds on him will be 30 to 1 i doubt it's beyond 40 to 1 at this point but if you wanted to get in on straka and even to kind of go down the list and try to look at a few different guys uh throughout the course of the season like you can get max homa right now 33 to 1 to win the wells fargo He's probably going to be shorter than that by the time we get around, if he ends up playing the event. I think that is, I don't remember if that's elevated or not this year. I think it is, but maybe not. I would assume that, you know, he's won that tournament twice at two different courses. It's back at Quail Hollow right now. Obviously, he dominated Quail Hollow uh, during the President's Cup, but 33 to 1 just seems very generous in terms of odds, considering we're all betting, we all bet him 50 to 1 to win the U.S. Open. I can guarantee you the Wells Fargo Championship is going to be not quite as strong as the U.S. Open uh, and is going to be half as strong, probably, probably even worse than that. And you're getting home at 33 to 1 for that event. If you tried to bet him to win the U.S. Open right now, he's like 22 to 1. So sometimes these weird markets on specific sites actually offer up a lot better odds, like Scheffler to repeat at match play is 18 to 1 right now. By the time we get there, he's probably going to be like 12. I know that's not that much value going into it, but the numbers sometimes are a little bit better. I do not know, however... If you make the bet and the guy doesn't play in the tournament, whether or not you get your money voided, because it's technically a future bet. So if they don't play, you might be held uh, with the bag on that one. Although that that Max Homa number actually does seem worth it. And even the Straka number this week, not that I love Straka by any means, but... I don't know. They, he, could, he could definitely repeat here. That's that's in the cards for him. Back to this. Par 4 scoring over that time. Let's take a, a more... Uh, wide view on this let's go past 50 rounds and try to get sort of a macro sense of what the baseline is for these players sometimes i really do find that it is very valuable to wait the longer term rounds that they've done over the past you know, year year and a half depending on when you're drawing these from versus the short form whether it be 24 rounds or 12 rounds and you can even go on fantasynational.com which i'm on right now obviously and you know code mayo to get yourself 20 percent off slash mayo sorry at the end to do that but you can just say from this season only uh so it doesn't bleed back into last year and i mean some guys won't have enough rounds to qualify either way i still think it's you know, an important judge to see especially in something in terms of driving distance because maybe you just only played the majority of your courses at places where you can go bombs away like Kapalua or something like that versus a place that forces layups like this at least now we're going to see how you've been gaining against the field it's not that different it's Bramlett, Will Gordon, Pendrith, Terran, Vegas, 
Cam Davis, Benny Ann. Benny Ann's had some good run at this tournament over the course of his career. Now, obviously, he's not the same player that he used to be, as you can see, although he hasn't missed a cut so far in the calendar year. I, I can't recall if he played Genesis or not. If he did, I do not think that he made the cut. You know, the putting woes are, are not good, but yeah, a fourth and a fifth and four starts at Honda's, made cut three, three or four times, putted himself out in 2021, came 36. I mean, he's gained over 8.4 strokes tee to green three out of the four times that he's played. He's actually gained on the greens twice, so maybe not the worst look for Benny Ann. And this all depends on what the odds are going to be uh, going forward as well. Like if he's you know, 30 to one, you don't want to bet him. If he's 125 to one, then yeah, now we can talk about that a little bit. Min Woo, Nick Hardy is up there. A lot of numbers point to Nick Hardy. Don't know how I feel about that. MJ Duffy, I remember he was on the qualifying circuit for ages and he'd get himself into these tournaments. I don't recall whether or not he has played this. No, he has not played this tournament in his career. And he's not off to the best PGA Tour start, as you can see. Nothing really, nothing really a doing, losing a lot of strokes on the green. Maybe someday he can turn that back around. Higo is up there in terms of driving distance Dietrich, Matty Schmidt, Martin Trainer probably done. I mean Trainer has played well at some of these shorter courses too. He's had a really nice run at Pebble. We know generally speaking he's usually a pretty good putter. He hasn't really flashed that so far this season. Kind of take a look at how he's done at Honda. Made the cut once and that was a gaining almost eight strokes on the green. I think he's too wayward off the tee even trying to club down a little bit. He just ends up in the water a ton of the time. Who else can we go to here? Like, honestly, it's a pretty tough event to try to cap uh, just based on, you know, your good guys at the top. And you can kind of see that, you know, the plus 200 proximity, who are the best guys in the field? Sung Jay and Lowry. Then Aaron Wise. Maybe Justin Suh. Justin Suh. How has he been doing? I made the cut at the Farmers. He made the cut at Riv. So he's made every cut this season except for at Shriners, and that was back beginning of november i did want to take a look at sanderson farms and sony though like that because those fields are so weak we've seen a lot of crossover leaderboards at those events over the years so this is sanderson farms mac hughes won straka was in second okay there we go maybe we're maybe that's just confirmation bias trying to look at it but we're trying to find out the people that can really help us out this week keegan's had some good run at pga national over the years i can't believe woodland is like where are woodland ricky and day Honest to God, like you're trying to get into the majors and the masters, right? I know that you're qualified for these other events. Oh, actually, Bhatti is playing. Sweet. Probably bet on him. Lose all my money. Vince Norman as well. He's another guy I love to bet on. Absolutely reeks. Probably going to take all your money. Back to where the hell were we? Leaderboards for, there we are. The Sanderson Farms. So S.H. Kim, Callum, Callum Terran, who just continues to bite me in the ass. Hayden Buckley had a good run. I mean, you can throw Mayakoba into this mix, too, if you really want to. But Hayden Buckley, 19th at Sanderson Farms. Obviously, he came runner-up at Sony to see whoo, Kim that time around. Ben Griffin, Russell Knox, Taylor Moore, Will Gordon. And we'll take another look here. See Hayden Buckley, Chris Kirk, another guy who's had some tremendous performances over the years at the... Honda Classic, Lipsky and Ben Taylor are both in the field this time around. Maybe it's Cooch, man. Maybe maybe Cooch is actually a look this week. Playing some good golf, playing well at longer courses where he really shouldn't. We'll take a look at how he's been doing so far this season. He should have a top 15, top 10, top 20, whatever it might be at the Riv this week. Now, a lot of it is going to be based off putting, but still 7th at the Sony. You know, Made the cut at Mayakoba. 
uh, played well at the Fortinet. So yeah, he's lingered around a little bit. Obviously, he's won Mayakoba and Sony in the past, and maybe this is just the last little vestige of his career. We saw Patty Harrington winning a playoff over Daniel Berger here. I know that was like eight years ago or nine years ago, but he was still an old man at the time. Dude's on the senior tour now. It's not his first year on the senior tour. Who else do we got cooking here? You know, Sammy Burns has had some good run in Honda. Obviously, he's not in the field this time around. Yagabomb, Sebez, Denny McCarthy. Take a look at, see if we can see some similar names. I guess, has Badley been playing well? Is this like a real thing that's going on? S.H. Kim, another one who's played well at both those events. 37th of Pebble, and that was with a terrible putting week. You don't ever expect him to have terrible putting weeks. Bermuda, top 10. Sony, top 10. Good Lord. I wonder what his his odds are going to be like completely unfair. I almost guarantee you, but maybe he'll be like 6100 bucks on He hasn't played this event since 2006. Did have a top He did have an 11th place finish in 2005 though. Back when Badley was a pretty decent player. Um good lord, this is going to be tough to go through. Um what else can we try to find here? So that's the Mac Hughes abstract. Is Mac Hughes in the field? I don't even think he's in the field. No, he's not. Man Tough go for a lot of these guys. So, like, Hardy, I, I really like Sam Ryder. Sam Ryder has just been playing good golf overall, as I mentioned, and the two top tens are going to help his cause at Honda each of the past two years. He's going to be a popular play uh, this week. I, I don't think that's going to be a super surprise to anyone. It all depends on what the number comes in. Where do the books want to put him at? You can see, you know, Worldwide Technology, that was at Mayakoba. Missed the cut at the Sony. That's not great, but fourth at Farmers. So he's had some good go. I mean, that's a longer track. This is a super short track, but just harder courses in general have been more of his bag. We can try that. Let's try that out and take a look at difficult courses. I said I was going to make this quick, and then I obviously did not end up making it quick. And we'll just go to overall strokes gained, and we'll take a look at the past. Yeah, 24 rounds is probably pretty good. I'll sort by season as well. We'll go 2023, 2022, 2021. We'll go past three seasons on the PGA Tour, and we'll go to difficult scoring conditions and just see if that gives us anything to look at. Uh, maybe some we can find from the back of the pack or give us, you know, if my guy, I'm going to bet Adrian Morant because he's my guy, but uh, it doesn't seem like he's super well situated for this tournament. Although he only has five rounds that actually qualify underneath these parameters, but you know, we'll go forward with that. Tyson Alexander is the best in the field. That's only five rounds of the full complement of 24 rounds. Wise, Lowry, and Sungjae are your three best players. Then it's Denny, Billy Horschel, and Webb Simpson curious what they're counting for Webb Simpson odds here. Phoenix this year for two of the rounds. Phoenix, Pebble Beach for two of the rounds. It wasn't at Pebble Beach, but it was at Pebble Beach in one of the other courses. Spyglass, probably. That played difficult. Yeah. And then last year, the Open, U.S. Open. So it's been bad for him lately. We had one good round in Phoenix. Good for him. Good for you, Webb. Maybe you're starting to get it back a little bit. Who knows? Uh, but he's up there. But he, obviously, he was a top 10 player in the world as of like two years ago. Now he absolutely reeks. So probably not the best way to go about that. Andrew Kozan, Vince Norman. These are all short-sided rounds. Ben Taylor in 15 rounds. Okay. And he popped up in the stat model. He's a guy that I've been playing on DraftKings a bunch. Played well at the Sony. As well, once you go back and look at that one, I, th I think that was him who played well at the Sony. Let's see here. Yep, fourth at the Sony Open, third at Houston. Houston was a very tough track. Uh, he played well there. And then, you know, it's his first real full go on the PGA Tour, so he doesn't have that many rounds to go with. Davis Riley, Adam Long, Eric Barnes is lurking up there. Chris Kirk, Bez, Streb, 
Streb at Nicholas courses, you know, once every five years, ends up figuring it out, unlocking that key. Eckroat and 10, these are all guys gaining more than 0.5 per start, uh, per round, sorry, in terms of strokes gained total. Dietry and Hardy and Vegas are also up there. Will Gordon, Pendrith and Kucher, slightly above average. So, I mean, it's all the guys that we've kind of identified at being at top of the field uh, are the ones that are popping up in these stats. We just take a more of a micro view, go past 12 rounds, let's say. And we'll see if there's any different players near the top of the averages just to potentially get a sense of what's going on. Still Tyson Alexander, still Terrence, still Wise, still Horschel. It's going to be hard to trust Horschel. Although I think his irons were really good in Phoenix. Yeah, the irons and putting were good in Phoenix. Can't drive the ball. He's changed his swing a little bit, which is crazy considering he won Memorial last year. uh, And he won Wentworth and match play before that. But he's had some good run at Honda over the years. He's gonna. He's probably gonna be unbettable with his odds, but maybe because of the poor play recently, uh, that's someone that we can kind of go to a little bit. Ben Griffin, Denny, Sam, there's Sam Ryder all of a sudden. Adam Long, take a look at Adam Long. Hayden Buckley, another one uh, who's had some good run at comp courses, especially so far this season. Nick Hardy again is up there. Lowry, Lee Hodges, Lee Hodges, the king of Thursday and Friday, not the king of Saturday, as we know about Lee Hodges in the course of his career. Cam Davis, Vince Norman. Bramwagon is interesting because he popped up in those driving distance numbers, said that means a lot here. The approach play has been really good over his past four starts, 13th at the Farmers, 7th at AT AT&T Pebble Beach. At the harder course in Houston, he was 9th. So again, I mean, you're going to have to make some of your par putts in order to win, but we have seen crappier putters do kind of well here. I mean, the harder a course gets where the winning score isn't minus 25, you know, you're just going to have to make a lot of putts from inside five feet, and being really good tee to green is obviously going to help that. Uh, he's missed the cut in both appearances and lost a combined, what is that, 8.3 strokes putting over four rounds? That's good. That's not going to cut it. That's going to make you miss cuts. But maybe he's figured it out a little bit. Seems to be playing a lot better golf at the moment with, what is that, three top 13 finishes in his past six starts on the PGA Tour. It's not, not so bad shakes. Looking at it, Adam Long, all right, he's made three cuts in a row. Nothing to write home about, but it's all right. Oh, is Putnam playing? Because Putnam is someone I could see myself getting behind. Putnam. Nope, no Andrew Putnam this time around. Okay, let's try to guess the odds before we get out of here, and this is truly a sad state of affairs when we look at it. The big three, Sungjae, Lowry, and Horschel, I got 11-1 to 1 for Sungjae. Lowry at 14 to 1. Maybe this is wishful thinking on some of these guys. Billy Ho at 18 to 1. That seems about right, doesn't it? I guess so. Those are the big three, though. Expect those three, unless something miraculous like Rom gets COVID again and isn't allowed to play, then Max Homa implodes. Praying Max Homa actually wins at the Genesis. That would be nice for my bank account. And that would mean Tambo and I would go back to back at elevated events in the one and done. It would launch us up into the top 10 overall, which would be fantastic news. So I'm really praying for that. Plus, I have an outright on him. I'd like to win a lot of money on Max Homa this week. We'll see how that goes. The next six I have identified. Norin at 22, Min Woo at 25. That is probably 30-35 now that I think about it, but I think he's a very good player, so 25 to 1 is, you know, all right. We'll see how that is. Kirk at 25, Denny at 25, Aaron Wise at 28, Seb Straka at 30. I do believe that is the next tier of players in terms of odds in this field after that. 
Vegas and Kucher at 35 to 1, Svensson and Poston and Davis Riley and Sam Ryder at 40 to 1, Cam Davis and Taylor Pendrith at 45 to 1. You might get like Moronk at 50 to 1, Dietrich might end up at God, Lord knows. He could be anywhere from 25 to 55 depending on how the market actually feels about him and which book that you end up going to. From my, you know, from what I can remember, DraftKings Sportsbook is very good to us at opening some of the Euro guys a lot longer than they probably should be at some of the more international books that you see. So, you know, site shop around, but usually get good international odds at DraftKings Sportsbook on some of the guys that you might want to pick this week. And guys like Dietrich and Minwoo and Moronk, I mean, I don't think Dietrich's won on the Euro Tour, but he's, he's come second a lot of times. Minwoo has. I mean, he won the Scottish Open like three years ago. The guy's a really good player. And, I mean, obviously, Moronk won the Irish Open, so maybe you want to – and like, those are both coastal-style courses. Maybe they'll fit in really well. Both those guys bomb it off the tee and have been pretty consistent playing on the DP World Tour. Moronk's actually having a pretty good run at Riviera right now, so that is something to look at. And don't be scared of Johnny Vegas and whatever he finishes on the weekend, mainly because that is all putting-related. The ball striking is still superb right now so he's been first round leader at this venue before so maybe that's the bet with him maybe it's just a first round leader week instead of betting outright it's bet like chris kirk in vegas all these dudes who just never win but actually end up being first round leaders that might be the play that we're looking at this week jeff and i will break it down more on monday and then wednesday obviously tambo and i will go through all the DraftKings picks the final bets the weather the strategy for the week and then the newsletter will have all the final plays you can sub to that down in the description right now or just search mayo media substack and boom completely free to join you'll get it emailed directly to you fantasynational.com slash mayo to get 20 percent off all of the tools all of the stats and make your own lineups do your own research i hear that's a big thing on the internet these days doing your own research but at least this one's for golf picks not medical advice and you'll get 20 percent off to do it if you use fantasynational.com slash mayo run the sims.com code mayo for xfl and the listeners league is now available down in the description i will see you wednesday Tuesday and Monday and Thursday this week. But until then, I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!